I'm not going to need this just now. Oh, wonderful. Man. In some way, I just want to stay in worship this morning. I feel the Lord has something to do with us, with us. It's a wonderful place just to stay in the Spirit before Him and just make, make room for the Holy Spirit. Uh, I know you guys are waiting for a preach and a word now, but sometimes we just have to make room for the Holy Spirit and allow Him to speak through us, stay in His presence. And that's what I felt in my heart this morning is that we will praise the Lord, that we will declare His praises in our situations. And maybe you should do it more in your own walk with the Lord. Because uh, we, we, it's an uncertain time that we live in, an untruthful time that we live in, and a challenging time. So maybe it's, it's good for me, I feel it's good for me to come in a place where I just declare who He is, and uh, lift my faith before Him. Amen? That He is our God. Even, even if you, you're sick, even, even when you have COVID or something, just to put your faith out there and say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm Lord's, yours, Lord. I'm in the palm of your hand. You will care for me. And uh, just to declare it again and again. Come on. So this morning I want to share a few thoughts about devout Christianity versus lukewarm Christianity. Devotion. It's all about devotion. I want to start this morning with this verse. And... Uh, and I want to end it all with this verse. So... 2 Corinthians 11, verse 3, Paul says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So why this morning, why this word this morning? I'm absolutely convinced that most of the believers in the church have fallen prey to the enemy regarding this. And if we, all of us, are not very, very wake up and prayerful and cautious, the risk of falling into the same trap is very high. So this morning a warning comes to us all. I mean, it starts with me and every one of us. Paul says, I am afraid. So are you afraid? For yourself. Are you really afraid for yourself that in some way maybe you, you have a risk fall, to fall prey to the enemies regarding this? The influence of the world is like rat poison. You know what rat poison is? 98% is edible and wholesome, but it is the 2% that kills the rat. So it's the same when we're in the world. If you're not cautious, we think that everything is wholesome and everything is good, but actually the influence of the world, only 2% of that can be able to kill us. So that's for me, that's the whole, actually the whole message this morning, is that we really would encourage each other. Wat ons mekaar sal bemoedig en versterk, Met a, in die tijd waar ons is, waar daar soveel invloede rondom ons is, soveel wat deerkom op die media, 
waarmee ons bezig is elke dag, al die slimfone en Facebook en al die goeders, is daar soveel goed wat ons so voorzichtig voor moet wees, en dan ook in die situaties waarin ons is, bring daar vrees en ongeloof, kom op ons harte, en as ons nie voorzichtig is nie, is dit moendig dat ons ons peer devotion verloor, dat ons ons toewijding aan die Heere verloor, want die Heere soek 100%, nie 98%, He's looking for wholehearted devout Christianity. He loves people who are devoted to him. So kom ons kyk na dit vanochtend en ons praat so bykie oor. Let's look just for a while where the word devout or devotion was used in some verses of the Bible to get the context of the meaning. Ons gaan kyk bykie wat waar devotion gebruik is in die Bible. In in Afrikaans is dit toewijding. En dis amper meer devotion is 'n sterker woord as toewijding. Maar dit is, daar is nie een ander Afrikaanse woord vir dit nie. So kom ons lees in handelinge 2 vers 37 tot 47. Ek lees in die Engels. En dankie dat jylle Afrikaanse oukies saam met my vanochtend ons eer die oukies wat nie Afrikaans verstaan vanochtend nie. So, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Dis amper as woorde van ochend door vir ons. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. To stay close to the Lord and to make absolutely sure that you are devoted to Him is one of the keys to save ourselves from this corrupt generation. Do you believe we live in a corrupt generation? A corrupt world? Absolutely. So those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. And on hierdie woorde, these words, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So in this this passage, we read, they devoted themselves. Let's look at a few other verses. In Acts 10, verse 1 to 2, it says, At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. Then in Luke 2 verse 25, Now there was a man, have you got it? Luke. That's it. Luke 2 25, 
Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on, was on him. He was waiting for Jesus. In the Old Testament, we read, we read in Leviticus 27 verse 28, But no devoted thing that a man devotes to the Lord of anything that he has, whether man or beast, or of his inherited field, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted thing is most holy to the Lord. So that's the focus the whole time is on the meaning of the word devotion or devoted or devout. Ezra 7 verse 10. Ezra 7 verse 10. For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Exodus 22 verse 20. Very interesting use of the word devotion or devoted. Whoever sacrifices to any God other than the Lord alone shall be devoted to destruction. And then Numbers 21 verse 3. And the Lord and the Lord heeded the voice of Israel and gave over the Canaanites and they devoted them and their cities to destruction. So the name of the place was called Homa. Homa or whatever. And Homa means devoted to destruction. So to put the focus on devotion, it means a lot of lot of things. And let me just share a few with you. The fact, one of the meanings is the fact of st- or state of being ardently, that's the English word, ek moes dit leer, ek weet nie wat dit beteken, en nie geweet wat dit beteken nie, maar dit beteken very enthousiast, in, enthousiastis, <laughs> or passionately, dedicated and loyal. Dit beteken, jy is baie toegewee en loyal, met enthousiasme, en met passie, en dis wie jy is, dit is een van die bedoelings van, om, om uh, devoted te wees, separated unto, or consecrated, holy, om heilig te wees, beteken om een kant gesit te word, vir een specifieke taak, jy kan net daarvoor aangewend word, dat is wat het means to be holy, wanneer ek en jy die, die Heere aanneem, word ons heilig, ons is syne, Exclusion or set apart, dis wat het ook beteken, strong attachment love or affection. Attachment love or affection. Sterk liefde wat my vastmaak aan iemand anders. Ziel, eiwer, godliness, godliness, completely surrendered. Completely surrendered. This is a definition van devotion or devoted. En as jy na hierdie vorige stukke wat ons ge- gelees het, as jy na dit kyk, dan sal jy ook sien dat devotion beteken alles of niks. As jy dit wil opsom in Afrikaans. Alles of niks. Selfs daar wat die, die kanonite oorgegee is vir totale distraction, verwoesting, is allemaal vernietig. Het jy dit al gelees? Dit was die mans, die vrouwens, 
die kinders, die oude mensen, die beesten, die schapen, alles was doodgemaak. Dat is wat het betekent, dat niet in wordt gebleven. Met andere woorden, to be devoted betekent alles of niks. En dus ook om Paulus sê, hy, so, hy, hy vrees hierdie ding, dat dit moeilijk kan gebeur, dat ons toewijding aan die Heere is nie alles nie. Nou as ek nou dit luister, dan weet ek, die Heere praat met my in my hart. Dus ek moet so verzichtig wees vir dit, dat ek nie het deel van my hart verloor in my verhouding met die Heere nie. En die hier geer die Heere vir ons broederskap, so die, die commitment wat ek het my boete met jou en jy met my sissie, is dat ons mekaar sal vermaan en mekaar sal bemoedig to be 100% devoted to the Lord. En as ons iets sien in jou leven, wat, wat ons oor bekommerd is, of jy sien het in my leven, as vliegengel vir my meer belangrijk word, as vir my verhouding met die Heere, en jy hoor wat binnen is, kom eerste uit, is ek recht, waarvan die hart van vol is, loop die mond van oor. So wanneer ons nie vol is van Jesus nie, is ons vol van iets anders. Punt, is ek Allemaal van ons wat die so sit, is devoted. Die vraag is net aan wie? En aan wat? Dis die vraag. Devotion, you are completely surrendered to something. En dis ook kom hy sê, hy is bang, want dit begin waar? You will be corrupted in your minds. Dit begin hier binnen ons gedagtes en daarvoor moet ons wakker bid. Dus ook om Jesus vir die klomp saam met hom op die berg gesê het, wak en bid, so dat jylle nie in versoeking kom nie. Dis die plek wat ek en jy versichtig voor moet wees. Want dit is net die bykie wat ons nie besef nie, net die bykie wat ons harte begin om te drijf, weg te drijf van die Heere af. En al wat ek vanochtend wil bring na jylle toe, is dat ons mekaar sal help om op hierdie plek te blijf van complete surrender, total devotion. Let's support one another in this place. Because of COVID, because of all the finances, challenge, financial challenges, everything around us, is it so makkelijk dat vrees in my hart inkom, wat my devotion wegvat van die heren af. Hallo? Dis nie net die plezier in my leven nie, but also the unbelief and the fears that come in my life, that will corrupt my devotion to the Lord. That's why I did this this morning, that you will again stand up in faith and begin to declare the praises of the Lord, and lift your faith before Him, and therefore, then you, we will devote ourselves to the Lord, want ons sien om vir wie hy is. Maar is een baie interessante ding hierdie, van, they devoted themselves. Ek wil jy ons met bykie na dit kyk, want, ek kan nou verochend voor julle sê, dis wat ons moet doen, en dan gaan jy huis toe, en jy, you're devoting yourself to the Lord, because Len preached about devotion, and actually what you do is you, you devote yourself to the, to the Lord not on the basis of what's in your heart, but on the basis of what's been said this morning in, in church. Am I right? Then it's not the same thing as that they devoted themselves. So devotion is something that comes from your heart. It's not something that the elders or the apostolic or something puts before you. You need to obey this. You need to be devoted to the Lord, then you're just doing it because someone else is saying it and commanding you to do it. It needs to start in your heart, and that's why I bring it to you this morning. It's a place where you search your heart before God and ask yourself, Lord, am I devoting myself to you, Lord? So it's very interesting. Let's look at that, that passage again 
but before we do this, I want to read you something from someone else. His name was CEO. Devotion, listen carefully, please. Devotion to God implies ardent, that's that word again, affection for Him. A yielding of the heart to Him with reverence, faith, and piety in every act, particularly in prayer and meditation. We catch a glimpse of the true meaning of the devotion from what is said of the centurion of the Italian band. He was termed a devout man because he feared God, gave much alms to the people, and prayed to God always. And remember, he was a, a Roman centurion, Italian Roman centurion. He did not know God, but he was devout. He was looking for God. And when Peter went to him, he actually met God, I believe. He met the gospel there, and he met Jesus there. So this is the essence of true devotion. He loved God, without which there can be no devotion. No devotion without love. Devotion is therefore love manifested. At the feet of Jesus stood a woman weeping and washing his feet with her tears and wiping them off, wiping them with the, the hairs of her head and kissing them. Is this not a picture of devotion? It is love and devotion expressed in action. Jesus said she loved much. The secret of devotion is loving much. Every devoted Christian desires to be more devoted to his God. I am glad we can be. It is pleasant to feel in our hearts an ardent desire to love God more. To the extent that the heart is filled with the love of God, man is happy. To desire to be more devotional is not an ex evidence of lack of devotion, but on the contrary, an evidence of devotion. Die oomlik as jy weet, as jy vanochtend na hierdie woord luister, and you listen to it, and, you, and by the spirit in your heart, you feel, Lord, I long to be more devoted to you. Then actually, you are devoted. There's some life in you. I mean, it's not a negative thing. It's a wonderful encouragement this morning. It's like, if you feel that in your heart, I long to be more devoted, Lord, then actually the Lord put it in your, your heart. Those who are the least devotional have the least desire to be more devotional. The heart that is fullest of love is happiest. And although it is happy and satisfied, yet it longs to move. It longs to grow. So coming back to, to Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves. For me the question was, what has happened to them that they devoted themselves and continued devoting themselves steadfastly? What had met hierdie ons gebeur? Petrus het met hulle gepraat. So kom ons kyk eers. Who were they? Now, now they, maybe you did not know it, they were the Jews from every nation under heaven. Acts 2 verse 5. Acts 2 verse 5. 2 verse 5. Acts 2 verse 5. Okay. Now they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, Devout men from every nation under heaven. By interessant. Van elke nasie onder die son. Het dit in Jerusalem geblei. And it could also be that they were together. I mean they stayed there or lived there. 
But it could also be that they were together in Jerusalem for the Feast of Weeks, a feast to commemorate the 49 days or 50 days after Easter when God gave them the Torah, His law. I mean, that is when Pentecost happened. And after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they came together to see and hear what happened. All these Jews, when Pentecost, wanneer die uitstorting van die Heilige Geest gebeur het, toe het hulle gehoor, die commotion, daar is een klomp ons wat in, in allemaal sy, sy tale praat, en hierdie klomp jore het soon toe gegaan om te kyk wat gebeur. Acts 2 vers 6, net verder sê, when, ja, at, and at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. Und dan ons praat nou weer van al hierdie jode, ne? When they heard the sound, the crowd came together in bewilderment because each of one heard their own language being spoken. It is then that Peter started preaching the gospel to them. So met ander woorde, hulle het gehoor, hier is die commotion, nou kom al hierdie jode hier naartoe en hulle wil weet wat aangaan, en Petrus gebruik die geleentheid om te begin om die gospel van Jesus met hulle te deel. Baie interessant, luister mooi, hy sê, Then Peter stood up with eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews, in all, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you, listen carefully to what I say. Hy begin om te preek, die gospel. Handelinge 2 vers 14, Acts 2 vers 14, and he explained the gospel to them. Fellow Israelites, listen to this, Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourself know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you Listen, he was preaching to these people. So he was standing in front of the men and he said, And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death. Ek wonder hoe so jy gevoel het, as iemand vir jou gepreek het en gesê het, Jesus wat die Messias was, jylle het omgekruisig. Jylle, saam met al die bose mense. You, together with the wicked men, put him to death by nailing him on to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. Now say, bezig om my gospel en hulle te verduidelik. Seeing what was to come, Acts 2, 31, 33, a bieke verder, seeing what was to come, he, and then he, he speaks of David, spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God had, has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, and has poured out what you now see and hear. This what gebeur het, hy verduidelik vir die jode, wat jylle nou sien en hoor, dis wat gebeur het, die Heilige Geest is uitgestort, op grond van dat Jesus verheerlik is in die himmel. Therefore, say further, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Weer eens, dis jode. Dit was nie heidene gewees nie, dit was jode. 
Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. <laughs> Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, in, in, in my voorbereiding, geluk het hier die ding vir my persoonlijk oopgebreek en ek hoop jy kan het vir ogend ook sien. Wat het gemaakt dat hierdie mense hulle self toegewee het? The Jews, they were, they were already devout people. Hulle was jode, hulle was, hulle was toegewee die jode. En, I'm convinced at that moment when they were cut to the heart, I oomlik wat daar staan, they were cut to the heart, Jesus was revealed to them as the Messiah for whom they were waiting for. Hierdie klomp jode, jylle weer die jode wacht vir die Messias, hulle wacht nou nog vir die Messias. Hulle wacht nou nog vir hom. Hulle glo, hy kom nog. Maar in die oomlik, toe Petrus die gospel gepreek het, het hierdie klomp wat daar voor hom gestaan het, nie amal nie, nie amal nie, Net, net sommige, maar my baie, nie allemaal nie, die skrif is duidelijk as jy dit gaan lees, het besef, dis asof hulle sê, o gats, o gats, therefore, they actually realize that they have crucified the Messiah they are waiting for. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. He is the Messiah. You crucified him. They devoted themselves because of the revelation of Christ. He actually is the Redeemer and Savior they were looking for. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. He is exalted as God and God's Son. I believe in that moment the Jews realized Jesus, whom they crucified, he is the Messiah. It was a revelation of the Holy Spirit. They were cut to the heart. This is what with me happened, my brother and sister. This is what with you happened. Die dag toe jy Jesus aangeneem het, is nie net een gebekkie wat jy sê nie. Jy besef, Jesus is die verlosse. He is the Messiah. Dis die openbaring van Jesus, wat gemaakt het dat ek my leven vir hom gegeet. Nou vraag jy, hoe het hierdie mense hulle self toegewee? They devoted themselves on the basis of what? On the basis of the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah whom they crucified. Dis hoe ek en jy tot redding kom. Maar een interessante ding, ons is nog nie klaar nie, dis net die eerste ding wat met hulle gebeur het, is dat hulle het besef, o gats, ons het Jesus gekruisig. Die Messias vir wie ons wacht, was allemaal jode gewees. En ek geloof hulle was daar gewees, daar staan hulle het gedwel in Jerusalem, maar ek geloof hulle was daar gewees vir die feest van weke. Ek geloof het, the feast of weeks. Want dit is 49 dagen net nadat die paasfeest was, so dat die heilige geest is op die dag uitgestort. Wanneer die Heere vir hulle die wet gegeet, dis wat hulle herdenk, met die feest van weke, die jode, in die selfde dag het die Heere vir hulle die heilige geest gegeet. Hy storting van die heilige geest. Dit val saam. Karin sal my korrigeer as ek verkeerd is. Hy is my concordans en hy is my... Ja. Maar dit is interessant as jy bykie studie dien rondom dit. dit, so dit jy nie mense het gewag vir die Messias. Net so het Petrus hulle gewag vir die heilige geest en die heilige geest het is uitgestort. The next thing that happened is that in the revelation of Christ, they became aware of their lostness, hulle verloorenheid, their unbelief, their sin. It is as if they were crying out, help us. Is there anything we still can do to get saved by the Jesus 
now that he is exalted, now that we have crucified him. Ek kan sommer net in my geest sien hoe hulle daar verstaan het gesê het, oh my soul, what did we do? By the revelation of the Holy Spirit, not by clever words of Peter, by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, they realized, Jesus is the Messiah. We crucified him. Is there any hope left for us? We actually killed the Messiah we were waiting for. Hallo, jullie met mij? Dis wat gebeur wanneer ons mense na Jesus toekom, allemaal van ons. Ons weet dat hy is die verlosser, die tweede ding is, is daar enige hoop vir my. Ek weet wie is ek, in die licht van wie hy is, besef ek wie ek is, en wat ek gedoen het. Jy sien die woord sê, just the fact that you don't believe, that the sin that of the world is the fact that they don't believe in Jesus. Is, is nie al hierdie ander goeders van drink en rook en al hy goed nie, I mean, that's the fruit of sin. But the sin is they don't believe in Jesus. And that's the sin that they had to re- repent from. It's the fact that they did not see him as Messiah and did not believe in him as Messiah. Hallo? Hoe lang was ek in die kerk gewees? Kom nou man, ek wil vir julle sê. My, my verlossing was die kerk wat ek in was. Ek het gegloe as ek kerk toe gaan. As ek al raad. Tot die Heere my getrek het in my hart. Jong kant getrek het en sê, Len, jy is so verloor soos een klip. Daar is niks lewe in jou nie. Jy kan, ek was ouderling gewees, ek was diakon gewees, ek het, ek het al hierdie goeders gedoen. But I wasn't born again. I didn't see Jesus as my savior. I mean, jy, jy kan het hoor en hoor en hoor en hoor en hoor, but one day, the light will shine in your heart. And the light never shone in my heart. I mean, I believed it with my mind, but even the devils believe Jesus is the Christ, am I right? En hulle bewe my broer, Maar het een groter openbaring van wie hy is, is ek en jy. Iets moet gebeur. Daar moet, jou hart moet besnui word. Iets moet gebeur. Daar die licht moet in jou hart kom skyn. En ek geloof, dis hierdie mense, hierdie jore wat ons gesit het en sê het, Oh my soul, Jesus is the Messiah. We crucified him. Is there any hope for us? And Peter said, yes, repent. Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wonderful news. Yes, there's still hope. Jesus is the Messiah. He is now. He is. I live. I hear. He is the Messiah. You can know your life from here. And that is the Evangelium. Now again, I was looking at the fact, how did they devote themselves? Well, in that moment, they had to believe and trust in Jesus for their salvation. Yeah. Then, the next reason they devoted themselves is gratitude. Dankbarheid. Come on. A heart filled with thankfulness. They realized amazing grace. Jesus saved them. They were dead in their sins, but they came alive. Their hearts were filled with the love for God. Hello? Dis wat, toe ek besef het, dat die Heere my gered het, van my lewe waar ek nou was, en dit is hoe ek myself kan gee, ek geloof vanochtend, my boetes is hier, as jy wil kyk vir iemand wat, rarig toegewees is aan die Heere, is iemand wat, een groot openbaring het van wie Jesus is, net so groot openbaring het van wie hy is, hoeveel sonde aan hom, aan hom is, en sy lewe vir die Heere gegeet, en uit dankbaarheid, sê Heere Jesus, ek dankie dat ek nie meer verloor is, 
dankie dat ek voluit vir u kan lewe. That's how you devote yourself. Jy het nie iemand nodig om te sê, jy moet voluit vir Jesus leef nie, want jy besef wat het jy gedoen. Jy het besef hoe die Heere jou vergewe het. Besef hoe jy jou gered het. En nou leef jy uit gratitude, uit dankbaarheid. Elke dag as jy opstaan, every morning you come to the Lord, it's a place of gratitude, thankfulness in your heart. Thank you Jesus. For your grace, and for your mercy, you have saved me. Even through this night, Lord, you have saved me. This morning I come to you with thankfulness in my heart. I'm totally committed, totally devoted to you, Lord. That's how I devote myself. And listen, this is easy to share it this morning, but it is easy to lose it. It's easy to lose that intensity of devotion before the Lord. So easy if you if you just don't be careful. Your your heart is mere boos as alles, sê die skrif. Ne? En, en daaruit is die oorsprong van die lewe. Dit beteken, lewe kom die binnenkant, maar as dit die plek is waar lewe kom, is dit die plek wat dood ook eerste inkom. Julle right, Engels, mees met dit? Your heart is more deceitful than anything else. So that is the the, res- the source of life in your in yourself. But it can be the place of death in your life. Where the enemy comes in. You have to be so watchful. We need to be so watchful for ourselves that we will we'll not lose our pure devotion to Christ and be disconnected to, to Jesus. Oh man, I'm almost finished. The third reason why they devoted themselves is that they realized they do not belong to themselves anymore, but to Christ. He has bought them with their blood. This is, good, this is a good enough reason to devote myself to Jesus. My brother and sister, this morning, you can say to me, and I'm telling you, you don't belong to yourself anymore. Jesus bought you with a price. We had that verse this morning, I think. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are not your own. You don't belong to yourself. Why am I devoted? Well, actually, I don't belong to myself anymore. That's why I'm devoted. I belong to Jesus. He bought me. Therefore, it says, you were bought at a price. What's the price? What's the price? Come on, what's the price? Say it. Jesus is the price. He gave himself for me and you. So if he gave himself so that I can be saved, he bought me with a price by with his blood. He bought him, he bought me I'm his property then every morning I must realize, listen, Len, you're not your own. You can't even make one decision by your own. You have to ask the Lord. Not one. You ask me, what do you see in future for yourself for the next five years? I know people say, what are you dreaming about? At 65? (laughs) I'm just dreaming about today and tomorrow. Living for Jesus. If he wants me to, to stay here in Worcester for, until, I'm, until I'm dead, that's his choice. Wherever you want me to go, Lord, I'm going. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'm yours. 
That's complete devotion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, I, can, I can testify about this. I mean, Hetty and I, we live in that place. From the day that I gave my heart to the Lord, I said to the Lord Jesus, I'm, not, I'm yours, Lord. If you want me to go to... And I shifted. Man, I'm, we, we moved a lot. I mean, I can keep you busy. But only in a place like Swellendam, I think we moved in 12 years, we moved six times. Just in the town itself. Onstase is my altijd gepak. Because I don't belong to myself. I belong to the Lord. Total devoted. We have to live like it. I owe it to the Lord. He's worthy. He paid everything for me. So I don't belong to myself. You ask the question again, how did they devote themselves? They realized, listen, Jesus bought me with a price. I'm his. I'm not my own. Therefore, I will live completely for him. And then, just the end of this. Uh, I have to, to give it to you. Devotion is love manifested. Love for Jesus because he first loved us. Devout Christianity is what devout Christians do. Hello? They steadfastly continued in following the teaching or they were devoted they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles. They devoted themselves to the breaking of the bread. Acts 2.42 They devoted themselves to fellowship. They devoted themselves to the prayers. That was the church. The four pillars of the church. That's what it is. The main difference between the New Testament church and the church of today the main difference between the New Testament church of, the, of those days and the church of today is devotion. People, they lo- love to call themselves Christians, but they're not devoted. They're not devoted. You can be faithful without being devoted. This is a very cautious statement I made. You can be faithful without devotion. I was devoted going to school for 13, 12, 13 years. I wasn't devoted, but I was faithful. I had to go. As you feel you must go to God, this is true. But you must go and will go. So great for God. Your heart in your reading. You see, I cannot bring you to a place this morning where you will be more devoted to God. I cannot. I cannot bring you to a place this morning where you will be more devoted to God. You have to devote yourself before God. It all starts with your love relationship with the Lord. No intimacy, no devotion. No intimacy, no devotion. Otherwise, it just becomes a rule or a law or you're forced to do it. It, it starts, it is birthed at a place of intimacy with the Lord. We experience his love and you love him. And from that place you love the body, the fellowship. Devotion starts there. Without that, it's religion for many of us. I mean bad religion, not good religion. Right. What he has done for you and what it has cost him gets more and more real to you when you're in place of intimacy. His love for you becomes more and more real to you. And in the light of what of that love 
And in the light of that, you love him more and more. Your devotion to him and his church grow to a point of surrendering your life daily. Jesus hates lukewarm Christianity. He said he will spit it out. It is tasteless. That's another preach if you don't know where it comes from. He wants our devotion wholeheartedly. I end off with this verse again. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. I want to pray with you this morning. And I want you to pray for me and Hetty. Please keep Hetty and I in your prayers. I mean, we, we need you to stay devoted to the Lord. You need us that we will pray for you. But at the end of it, it's you yourself that will devote yourself to the Lord from a place of intimacy. Amen? Lord Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the caution, for the warning, Lord. Thank you that you gave us a promise. You will never leave us alone. Never. And when we ask you to help us to stay devoted to you, stay devoted to the fellowship, I know, Lord, that you will help us, Lord Jesus. I know you will. Because, Lord, you love prayers like that. It's in your heart that we will stay close to you. Thank you again, Lord, that if we feel like that, if we have a desire to be more devoted, then it is you who already worked in our hearts by your Holy Spirit, a desire to be devoted. Because you are fully devoted to us, Lord. You are always available for us. And I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for it, Holy Spirit. That whenever we we close our eyes and we begin to pray, then you are there. You are devoted to us. I thank you for it. I pray, Lord, that you will help us, every one of us, in Worcester and the Duans, in just Jane as a whole, in this season that we live in, that we will deepen our devotion to you, Lord. That we will set ourselves apart. Lord, that we will put the things off in our lives that will corrupt our devotion to you, Lord. Help us with that, Lord. I pray even the, the stuff that we think it's not, it's not uh, important, but the small things that we don't see, it's, maybe it's just something in our character, in our flesh, Maybe it's something that we need to bring before you in the light that we keep for ourselves in the secret uh, in our lives, Lord. And I, and I pray that we will be, that we love you so much, Lord, that we will be able in our relationship with you, that we are, will be willing to do it, to bring everything before you, Father, so that you can forgive us, cleanse us, and that our intimacy with you will deepen to a place where we totally surrender to you, Father. Because I know, Lord, you said in the last days the love of many will grow cold. So, Lord, we, want, we, we just want to say this morning, we, we love you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. This is about you this morning and every day. This is about our devotion to you, Lord. We love you. You are the King of kings, Lord. And you will be exalted in our lives. And I thank you for it, Lord. I pray for everyone here this morning. Maybe, can I ask, maybe just this. If you feel this morning that the word really touched your heart and you've got this prayer before the Lord, why don't you just stand before me, with me, and we stand before the Lord and we pray together. Yeah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, you see how many of us is before you this morning. Keep us, Lord. Please keep us. Guard our hearts, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, so that we will have our pure and sincere devotion before you every day. Connected to your heart, Lord Jesus. Help us to put off the things in our lives that, so that there will be no risk of us losing our devotion to you, Lord Jesus. I pray in your wonderful name. I pray that you will bless everyone this week, Lord, when they put themselves aside to have communion with you, Lord Jesus, to just to have a, a fellowship with you that they will Find your spirit in their hearts. Hear your voice, Lord Jesus, and be so secure in your love that they will be completely devoted. We give ourselves to you this morning, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for this church. We pray this morning for all the people of this flock that has fallen away in the sins of this world. Lord Jesus, I pray by your spirit that you will reach out and touch their hearts again, Lord, and that you will bring life and bring light in the darkness of their hearts, Lord Jesus, and a desire in them to get connected to you again, that they will repent and come back, Lord Jesus. I pray, Lord, that we will stay in a place of believing you for them. Help us to have faith in you, Lord, that you are able to keep us from falling away. What a wonderful scripture, Lord, that you are able to help us and to keep us so that we will not backslide. Thank you so much for that. So, Lord, be exalted this morning. In Jesus' name, we give ourselves to you. And we all say, Amen. Ja, so, so baie dankie dat jullie so was, so baie dankie oom Len, het rarig met ons, met ons harte gepraat, kom ons vat dit, kom ons vat die, die all or nothing, en vooral vir die heren, wat, waar is ons nog nie all in nie, uh, Stellenbosch, thank you so much for coming, you really blessed us, really led us into a place of praising the Lord, uh, we thank you for that, and Ja, jy moet een goeie week hee. Baie dankie vir die mense wat in die week by mekaar gaan keier het. Ek het gehoor al was heel wat mense wat gekeier het. As jy nog nie by iemand gekeier het, jou geleentheid is nog nie verby nie. <laughs> jy het toch een kaas om te gaan keier. So maak gebruik van die geleentheid. Kom ons uh, leer mekaar ken. Kom ons connect ook op een individual level. Nie net op vir die paar ure hier wat ons op zondag en op woensdag by mekaar kom hee. Ja, dan sien ons jylle woensdag. Bless jylle. Well, ja, so die rede, die rede met die koffie, dat ons nie dit vandag gedoen het nie, is dat ons, net, net vir die volgende tyd, ons wil dekselkies kry wat ons opzit, ons wil dit so veilig as moendlik hou, um, en so, het was nog nie die deksels nie, en so gevoel, ons gaan nog nie nou koffie doen nie, um, want ont, ons gee om, dit is nie een ding van ons is lei, ons wil nie die koffie voorbereid nie, die rede is net, ons wil, um, Jy wil nie praat met iemand en dan gaan dan nou, <laughs> om nou visual te wees, een stikkie in iemand anders koffie en dan raak hulle siek nie. Ok, ons gee op 